Hello, everybody, and welcome to Crisis, a podcast about global climate change. Today, Ava Fink, that is I and Aaron Baker, will be talking about the global coffee crisis that we currently have on our hands. We will also be interviewing Alexander Menzer Fink, the owner of Simpatico Coffee, uh, to receive some insight on the crisis at hand. The loss of biodiversity is a pressing issue in today's world. One of the main crops affected by changing global climate is coffee. There are two main varieties of coffee, Arabica and Robusta. Arabica is more common but has a very narrow range of tolerance of conditions. These conditions where coffee plants are usually grown are rapidly changing, causing growers of coffee plants to have to constantly alter the latitudes and location of their plantations. Simultaneously, the range of many pest species, such as the coffee berry borer, coffee moth, and coffee leaf rust is increasing. And this phenomenon is forcing farmers to allocate more and more of their profits to pest control, rather than being able to change the location of their plantations. The combination of all these factors is causing a shortage of coffee beans all around the world, many in countries like Colombia, Brazil, and Mexico that depend on coffee for economic stability. According to a 2016 report by the Climate Institute, worldwide coffee production could decrease by over 50% by 2050. That is only 30 years from now. We are here with Alexander Fink to discuss the effects of global climate change on coffee bean accessibility. He is the founder of Simpatico Coffee, which ships all over the United States. Simpatico Coffee was founded in 2010 and sources their coffee from Mexico, Colombia, Guatemala, and many other places around the world. These places are some of the most adversely affected by global climate change. Today, we are here to talk to Mr. Fink about his coffee business and how the coffee industry is affected by the global climate change and diminishing biodiversity. Our first question is, how has the changing global climate affected the accessibility of coffee beans? For example, have you had to like change any of your sourcing? So uh, mostly coffee grows 20 degrees north or 20 degrees south of the equator. And uh, Arabica coffee grows at elevation, usually 800 meters or above sea level, and Robusta coffee grows uh, at a lower elevation than that. So the the best coffee in the world is Arabica coffee, and that grows at elevation. And so what affecting climate change is that uh, global warming is making it so that the coffee has to be grown higher and higher on the mountain. So what's happening there is that the the, the fincas or the coffee ranches, they have to expand up the, the, the mountain and that the old growing areas sometimes are logged uh, for the lumber that's on the, that land. And when that happens, then there's lots of erosion below. That affects uh, a lot of the, the communities that are downstream. And uh, so uh, what's happening with coffee is that the climate's forcing uh, less land or more land to be uh, cultivated for for coffee. Uh, Has it affected any of my sourcing? It has. It's mostly affected the farmers that I deal with. They have to pay a little bit more attention to what's called rust disease or roya. And uh, roya means that uh, it grows up into the coffee bush. Coffee's grown on a bush and the weeds that are underneath it, they have to continually trim those to keep the roya from growing up into the coffee. Uh, when that happens, uh, um, it's just, it's extra labor. Uh, also when the when the coffee is gr- grown at a higher altitude, 
uh, it has to travel further to to the to the washing stations, which are usually in the valley between the mountains. How does the decrease of coffee growing areas affect your business on a daily basis? Mostly it affects me uh, with the price of the commodity. Since I've started in the coffee business, the price of uh, C-grade coffee has gone up about 30%, uh, which means that it's more expensive also to transport the coffee. Uh, and, and when uh, because there's uh, decreased regions that the coffee grows in, a lot of times they're further away from major highways or for the, from the cleaning facilities. And so transportation's an, another huge expense. We've had to raise our prices in line with the, with the price of the commodity. So mostly it affects the price of the coffee. And sometimes it, it, the coffee isn't as high a quality because the land isn't as uh, well cultivated because it's in a more remote region. Our third question is, because the range of tolerance is decreasing for Arabica beans, will you have to change your beans to Robusta? So uh, probably not immediately. We're not going to have to change our beans to Robusta beans. Uh, but what uh, is going to happen is uh, colleges and universities are going to have to spend more time experimenting with hybridization of the different coffee plants in order to help make coffee more tolerable uh, to climate change conditions. So for the short term, no, we're not going to have to change from Arabica to Robusta. But uh, in the future, it will be easier to, buy, to grow Robusta beans for sure, because they like a hotter, uh, sunnier climate. Uh, so uh, certain places that used to grow Arabica for sure will start growing Robusta just because it's an easier plant to grow. So kind of going off of question three, I was wondering what... You know how the earth is warming, so will Robusta coffee, will it eventually have to move up the mountains just as um, Arabica beans are doing right now? Well, one of the things that we're speculating about is that the range for Arabica coffee is going to expand. Right now it's grown between 20 degrees north and 20 degrees south of the equator, but it, there's a possibility in our lifetime that they'll start growing coffee in Arizona and in Colorado and places like that uh, as global warming happens, or even in the Appalachian Mountains, like uh, North Carolina, more te temperate places like that. Uh, it, th that's definitely a possibility. So uh, again, it's really important for researchers to try to hybridize uh, these coffee plants in order to make them tolerate uh, new climates to be able to be grown in. And then kind of just to follow up, like what are some ways that you're trying to prevent the decrease in the accessibility of coffee beans and like what can other people do to try and help it? So uh, as, a, as a processor of coffee, what we, what we try to do is make sure that our growers have the things, the skills, uh, the land and the money in order to keep growing coffee. So a lot of what that means is like, uh, for example, we're organic certified and fair trade certified. So the, those two organizations help the coffee grower make more money on the product that they do grow. And it gives them educational and uh, other resources in order to, to keep growing coffee. What all of us can do is help uh, lower our carbon footprint. Obviously, global warming is mostly human induced. 
Um, so what we can do is um, make sure that we're planting trees, driving efficient vehicles, buying efficient appliances for our homes, turning off lights, carpooling, finding uh, multiple um, ways every day that each of us can reduce our carbon footprint. That will definitely help the coffee industry. It'll help keep people uh, that are in the coffee industry employed, uh, growing great product. The coffee keeps growing every single year. It's grown every single year since World War II. So uh, what we wanna do is provide excellent jobs and income for people in, in kind of marginalized areas around the world. Uh, definitely a lot of the places that we buy coffee from, Colombia, Mexico, Indonesia, Papua New Guinea, uh, Afri Central, Central Africa, all those places are uh, communities that rely on the coffee industry. So uh, in, in order to keep the coffee industry vibrant, we need to keep investing in research, investing in our growers, and then lowering our footprint. Uh, we work on it every day at Sympatico Coffee. We compost, we recycle, we use the world's most energy efficient roasters. So we're doing our bit uh, and uh, hopefully other people will join us in, in uh, enjoying a delicious cup of coffee with a lower carbon footprint. Aaron and I would like to thank everyone for joining us today. We would like to thank Mr. Fink for answering all of our questions and providing us with some insight into the coffee world. Additionally, we would like to give some other mitigation strategies other than what Mr. Fink already provided us, such as eating farm to table, using organic food, and possibly using multi-use Tupperware, such as glass Tupperware instead of using plastic. Thank you so much. We hope that you have a great rest of your day. This podcast takes place at Sagatuck High School and will be published June 2nd.